everyone, and thanks for joining us for It's Good Sometimes, a mini podcast for busy people who feed kids. We're your hosts, Laren and Tammy, registered dietitians, co-founders of On Solid Ground Nutrition, and parents. As always, this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and does not replace advice from your primary healthcare provider. Hey, Tammy. Hello. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're recording this a bit early, but it's going to be Halloween when we release it. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting, exciting times for anyone who celebrates Halloween. What are your kiddos going to be? One of them is going to be a pirate. Uh, one of them is going to be a plague doctor. And one of them has no idea at this point. We're two weeks out. I keep asking for, <laughs> I'm like, don't hit me on the Sunday with like some kind of need to go shopping. But we haven't got there yet. At least you have the Sunday, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we don't. We actually have busy lives, but yes. Like, um, but yeah. How about you? Mine. So we live in a co-op in Vancouver, and um, it, there's this really great kind of resource sharing. So we have a common room, and there's a lot of clothes and costumes down there. So we actually just went downstairs and picked out costumes. And Olivia is going to be a Dalmatian puppy, and Sophie is going to be a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, and they do kind of this cool just like event within the co-op and yeah it's really nice everyone a lot of the parents actually dress up and we kind of go door to door yeah that was our old neighborhood too was really like heavily halloween involved and people would decorate their houses and like one guy used to climb up a tree and be like a troll and would fire candy down a chute even before the pandemic kind of required stuff like that it was amazing yeah i remember the first time we moved there i think olivia she would just to turn one and she was a little ladybug and we, everyone dressed up and Fergal and I walked around and we're like, oh my God, we're the only parents not dressed up. So we're like, next year, we'll make sure that we do that. But maybe we'll that do every it. year. Yeah. I have a Halloween dress and some striped orange and black tights and that's my costume every year. <laughs> like, I can't, I think of stuff in March and then I can't get it together. So like for my kids um what are we talking about today well halloween i mean halloween candy we get a lot of feedback a lot of questions kind of on how to deal with halloween candy a lot of concern yeah people are concerned oh yeah for sure so i thought kind of we could just talk about some things to consider to start with and maybe just kind of reframe what we think about halloween and halloween candy and then maybe some practical steps on kind of how to support your littles during Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? What would you reframe if you had to think of, or what have you learned over the last 14 years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. So there's a few things that I think about when I think about Halloween. Like, first of all, when we think about, when we're talking about Halloween, it's really what we're talking about is like the larger conversation around sugar, right? Yep. It's just that it collapses in on this like one event that really has that. I mean, we think it has a focus, and I know Halloween candy is a big deal, but actually, like, there's a lot of other parts of Halloween that people find very joyful that it's, like, not about, including kids. So, I don't know. But anyways, the things that I think about, first of all, is that, like, Halloween is my kid's favorite holiday, like, bar none. Like, and I have, I have asked leading questions around it to try to actually really get to it. And yeah, like, it's their favorite holiday. And they... They love multiple things about it. It's not just the candy, but they do love the candy part. And so, and I'm going to talk about that in a sec, but like the joy that it brings them, like I don't want to compromise that because I've definitely done that. Like I've definitely 
been a bit more where I felt kind of compelled to control their candy intake and the candy really freaked me out. And like, I don't love Halloween. So like it wasn't enough to kind of overcome that part. But, um, but that didn't feel good because I could see how it was impacting their ability to have a good time. So I dialed that back pretty quickly. Um, so if that's the biggest thing, brings them a lot of joy. The other thing is like Halloween candy, is it, I'm going to throw it out there as like an opportunity for multiple things, right? Like it's a lot of times it's for kids and maybe this, I don't know if this is true of a particular age group or not, but like definitely for younger kids, a lot of times it's their first experience with like abundance, right? They have a lot of something and a lot of food that they really love. Um, And so it actually gives them an opportunity to kind of practice self-regulation around that right because that's a skill and it's learned over time and yeah. it's learned through opportunities to actually practice it yeah and self-regulation like emotional development in a really imperfect way so I think sometimes when maybe you can see in articles or people talk about this like this idea of like oh it'll give them like they'll learn what their body needs like it's not necessarily like they learn the first try up to bat right like it is it is a process and it is over time for them to kind of learn how much their body needs right yeah and learn the impact of like I I always tell the story about when, when one of my kids was four so this was like quite a while ago now she was four and it was the first time that I was kind of like you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna let them eat the candy that they want. I'm just gonna say yes, like a yes day, and see what actually happens. And she, she kept going, she was looking at me, right? But she kept going, she kept eating some candy, eating candy. And eventually, she got so tired, that she just fell asleep. She just fell asleep with her head on the couch in her full costume with a lollipop in her mouth. And like, we got the lollipop out and then she slept, but she woke up and she did not feel good. Like her stomach hurt. She was really thirsty. Like she had a headache, all of these things. And she didn't necessarily, she wasn't necessarily like, mommy, I ate too much candy last night, but she did actually, she only had to do that a couple of times before for her, like she decided it wasn't worth it. And she actually is quite regulated around candy and I didn't have to offer the feedback around that really she kind of just did it that is not true of my other two kids like their ability to actually eat more um sugary things is is higher right they just they can tolerate more before they start to feel bad or they think it's worth it or whatever like they don't have the same connection yeah but it is like they still self-regulate in their own way. So I don't know. I think it gives an opportunity to practice what is a learned skill in a way that's really fun, right? Yeah. And kind of removes a bit of pressure on us to be sort of like actively bringing snack food in or doesn't put, removes the onus of like abundance off the parent. Yeah. And I think it neutralizes it. Like if you can go into it, kind of neutralizing what candy is, right. Kind of removing the language around good and bad food or like treats or um, maybe you want to have some healthy food. So you can kind of, it gives you the opportunity to neutralize. Yeah. Because candy is candy. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Or there's like, whatever you can name the candy. Um, So yeah. So there's that idea too, right. It's, It's an opportunity for parents to sort of practice, you know, you can go back to episode nine and (laughs) listen to the whole thing about language and um but it gives all the the adults an opportunity to kind of practice neutralizing food as well so it gives a feeding or a providing practice opportunity um 
it kind of, I mean, putting it into perspective, right? Like Halloween, it seems like this massive event. It seems like there's an abundance of stuff. It seems like the sugar's never going to end or whatever it is that we're feeling concerned about. But it's actually, it's like once a year, it's a few days, you know, it's not, it's not going to make or break a kid's nutrition or anything else that people get concerned about, right? Like I always, my, my thing is teeth. Like I think I've said that before, but, um, you know, I do make sure my kids brush and floss their teeth, especially like if they're managing their own stash or whatever, cause mine are older, but that is not going to be the single exclusive thing that gives them cavities if they're going to get them. Right. So, um, I just yeah. think there's lots of things to kind of bring in. So that's kind of like what I guess the lens we're operating from, but like, why don't you talk about, cause I think when we see a lot of concern, it's often in parents of younger kids. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you give us some practical stuff? So like walk me through Halloween. So like maybe it's three o'clock on October 31st, like walk me through the, that day. And then in the next few days in terms of like how you take all the stuff we've just talked about and like make it and operationalize it. Yeah. So, I mean, what I would do, and I'll definitely do it this year. Sophie is two um, and Olivia is four. And so we normally have an early dinner because our kids go to bed pretty early as well. So I would serve them dinner and then we'll get dressed and we'll go trick-or-treating around the co-op. And then when we get back, I am just going to let Like, I'm sure Olivia will be dumping that candy right away, and Sophie tends to do what her sister does. So I'll just let them kind of have the joy of dumping out their candy and sorting through it and deciding which ones they want to try. Um, And then I would just let them have as much as they want, right? Um, I wouldn't put kind of any restrictions on it that evening. Um, So even if that means like 15 pieces of Halloween candy. I would just let them go at it and without any commentary. So I think that's a yeah. big one without being like, Oh, you know, you like, might, are you sure you want, are you sure you want that one? Or, or this one might be a little healthier for you. Like I would just mm-hmm. remove all of the commentary and just let the joy happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so we're not reinforcing any guilt, right. Or shame around having certain foods. Um, And then the next day, like depending on the kid, I would probably do this for two or three days. Um, For the second and third day, I would definitely give it a bit of structure. Um, Kind of one of the things we teach is kind of providing structure to kids, especially younger kids. So I would probably offer the unlimited, I would allow them to pull out their Halloween bags, say at snack time or maybe at lunchtime and have as much as they need, but alongside their other foods that they were having at that time. Um, Once again, without any kind of commentary or manipulation on what they were having. So I wouldn't say like, okay, you need to have four bites of your sandwich before you have your Halloween candy. Or let's have some healthy food with this food. Yeah. Yeah. Or growing food. Yeah. Or food that's going to make you strong, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or give you energy or all those things. I would just allow them to kind of experience that joy, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if a kid had not had that opportunity or that abundance um, before. I would probably actually allow it to happen for three days. And I would really just park my feelings aside, right? Because I think this is where parents, and I've had this too, where kind of like that panic can set in and I've really had to deconstruct why that's happening, right? Because as you said, it's it's a couple days in the course of 
of a bigger picture, right? So it is really pretty insignificant. And I think the opportunity of learning that self-regulation far, like those benefits far away, kind of that momentary discomfort that I may feel. Um, And then after that, I would probably, I would regulate it, but not, I would probably after about three days, I would allow them to have it say alongside with our dinner. So they could have one or two pieces alongside with dinner. And yeah, I would just, um, I wouldn't once again have any conditions around that. So I wouldn't say like, you have to have four bites of dinner before you can have your Halloween candy. They could decide. Yeah. Like talk about it being alongside dinner. So you're yeah. serving it with, with dinner, not with dinner. Yeah. So they're not having to have something before they get the candy. So it's not used as a reward. So they could eat that first if they wanted yeah yeah and it would just be one or two pieces um and then i would probably still like in our house um a couple times a week we offer unlimited sweets along with our snack so whatever you would serve for snack i tend to serve um a heartier snack like almost as a mini meal so say i was serving like cheese and crackers and apple then i would serve maybe twice a week um unlimited amount of Halloween candy they could put it in a bowl or they could choose as much as they wanted Um, and once again I think just giving them lots of opportunity to self-regulate and I think a couple times a week is reasonable and have you seen that kind of play out I guess yeah so when you've allowed unlimited opportunity has that you know in the context of having other foods like what has that actually looked like are they just eating sometimes whatever the sweet food is yeah so sometimes the other stuff sometimes they will eat just the sweet food Mm -hmm. not actually they will always have some of the apple or the cheese or whatever um sometimes they'll eat a lot of the sweet food and sometimes they won't and i think if you listen to the episode with fergs that i did um he was really surprised about that because he genuinely did not feel that that would happen and he's always surprised when they'll like stop mid cookie and just be uninterested and be like i'm done i'm full right yeah because he actually he had talked about that actually right is that like and you've talked about this before is a lot of times we're not doing that and so we don't think that like because we're highly controlling our own intake we assume that they're going to eat in a more uncontrolled way right yeah and i think there was i think a lot of scarcity in his house just by the number of people right like food would go really quickly and so so for him he just didn't have that trust so i think he's found it really interesting to see it play out in our kids where they kind of they're really fortunate they get that abundance and they have those opportunities a couple times a week Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of trust like they don't they don't nag us about sweets because they get them regularly and they also get lots of opportunities to eat fruits and vegetables and cheese and egg and bread and rice and whatever else and so they if you look at it over the course of a couple weeks it is actually really balanced right yeah yeah. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'd be curious to know if someone, if they, if you guys, whoever is listening wants to try it out and let us know what you think. Or does that already and has had kind of some kind of results, Success. right? Yeah. Or not, right? Yeah. Maybe it didn't feel good or, um, I think we're always curious about those kinds of things and I think we're going to leave it there. Okay. Well, I thanks. hope everyone has a really, really, really fun time. Um, tonight, whatever, however you celebrate, if you celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can you find this, Tammy? 
I never know the solution <laughs> to this. You can find us on Instagram at OSG Nutrition or at our website, www.osgnutrition.ca. Happy Halloween. Bye.